Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Didn't have the greatest of games last night, and I went to our buddies at BetDSI, and I checked the line before. 16 and a half was the spread in that game. I couldn't believe it. Um, but <laughs> they covered, and it certainly... Uh, didn't seem like they would early on. Seattle won, obviously, if you didn't check that out, if you weren't in tune with it, and I can't say I'd blame you. Um, but the, the, the first half was sort of a typical Rams-Hawks messy game. No Jeff Fisher, you know, Jared Goff in there struggling, overwhelmed, rightfully so, not getting much help. But even, you know, in a 0-0 game, it was one of the first drives... <laughs> Thomas drops an easy long touchdown right after Kenny Britt went out, you know, and came back, thankfully. Drops an easy long touchdown, and then right after, Goff misses a guy wide open in the end zone. You know, in a game where points are going to be the premium, and then they go for it on fourth down. You know, I credit Foss always being aggressive, great, you know, and Gurley doesn't convert on fourth and short. Um, uh, Gurley... Uh, I got a problem with the way Gurley's playing. I think he's gotten a pass this year by myself included for much of the year. He's got no blocking. Nobody, the quarterbacks stink. He needs to run harder. I mean, uh, there was a good conversation yesterday between Greg Cosell and my buddy Ross Tucker, a former offensive lineman, obviously, talking about how, yeah, offensive lines are obviously very important in the running game. And I'm paraphrasing, but good backs get yardage. You know what I mean? I mean, and Ross used the example of Emmett Smith got four when we blocked for negative one. You know, I mean, he finds a crease, he falls forward. Gurley's getting nothing. He's creating very little on his own. I'm not questioning his effort, but he is not running as hard as he needs to or as explosive. If there was an injury involved, which there could be, I would excuse it. But be a workhorse. Be the stud. Put the team on your back and get them to 12 points a week, you know? I mean, especially with a rookie quarterback. I get it, he's in a tough situation. But, man, he needs to do more. And it's just kind of long overdue to chew him out a little bit. But, you know, like I said, the first half was pretty much a Rams-Seahawks type of first half. And then the second half wasn't very competitive at all. You know, I mean, that uh, Seattle beat up on them, as you would expect, as Vegas expect. Uh, the Rams are just horrendous on third and fourth downs. I think they went for four or five fourth down opportunities. Didn't get any terrible. Um, you know, but Seattle didn't run the ball at all. And Rawls had nowhere to go. Uh, Aaron Donald in the, the front, but especially Donald, was just awesome again. He ended up getting ejected in this game for you know throwing a flag back to the ref. Whatever. And I, I found this stat on Pro Football Focus today. On 22 carries, Thomas Rawls gained a total of negative 10 yards before contact. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that's just utter domination up front. You know, and I had mentioned just now that, you know, running backs are going to find a way to get something. But sometimes it's extenuating circumstances and there's nowhere to go. Um, clearly, the Hawks lost that battle up front. 
I thought Wilson played pretty well. You know, missed a few throws, but uh, I saw the advanced stats today. He did really well outside the numbers. Jimmy Graham made a couple nice plays as usual. Um, but the key here on offense was Tyler Lockett, you know, and you, you and I have been talking now. Actually, you know what? Yesterday was my 100th episode. Somebody told me that, and I'm not sure. I can't verify it or not, but I think that's the 100th episode of Locked on NFL. If not, we're right in that neighborhood. Maybe today is. Anyways, but for many of those 100, you and I have talked about my love affair for Tyler Lockett, and I think that's coming to fruition now. Uh, he was the best player on the offense by far last night. Um, did you know, it is what I've expected from day one. He's now the starter there. That's gigantic. Um, last little note, we'll move on because this really isn't a ton to talk about from this game last night. Uh, except Michael Bennett, like Lockett, is really getting back to where he was. And I thought he was Aaron Donald, Lockett, and Bennett, to me, were the best players on the field last night. Uh, the Stars came out, especially the defensive linemen. Obviously not close to enough for the Rams. Uh, but if Bennett is back to being where he was pre-injury, this defense will be just fine. And, and yeah, Averill rushed the passer well. Wagner showed up quite a bit. You know, they, they were fine. I mean, the defense, and again, against a bad Rams team with a quarterback that's totally overmatched. But you at least got to get him out there and get him these times. And a lot of great quarterbacks. Collinsworth, I think, mentioned this last night. You know, a lot of great quarterbacks over the years, Aikman and Manning and guys like that, have had these stints early in their career that are just nasty. And, you know, it's it's how you learn and tough love type of way. Um, but Goff, <laughs> then he leaves the game. Uh, Sherman blasts him on the sidelines. And I hope nobody's blaming Sherman for being, you know, uh, an illegal hit or anything like that. Because it was a rough hit and Goff did not protect himself at all. He's a slender guy. He's got to learn to protect himself, to get out of bounds. He worries me a little bit with his ability to take hits in general at this level. Uh, you can't just be prancing like you're just going to dance right into the end zone at this level. That is not going to work at all. Hopefully he learns that lesson. Hopefully he is okay because they need all the reps they can get with this guy. Saturday night, um, we have a game. We got the Dolphins at the Jets. And I think we'll see a ton of Balao Pal. And probably with some success, um, I would imagine, you know, but Petty. I mean, we're seeing Petty versus Moore in this game. So this isn't an easy one to, you know, to really figure out what you're going to get with both quarterbacks being such unknowns, probably on the negative side. So to me, that's why I brought up Lau Pal first. I think you'll see a lot of him. I think you'll see a lot of Ajayi. Dolphins have a better supporting cast than the Jets do. Can the Jets stop the run? You would think, but have they cashed it in and they have other fish to fry and their secondary could get exposed. You could see this being a big Landry Parker type day. If Moore can get him the ball, I don't know. I couldn't be less enthused about this game. <laughs> I mean, I'm not excited to see Matt Moore. I wanted to see Tannehill. I'm a Tannehill believer. I don't, you know, it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I could see the Dolphins ending their season with a whimper, but I do think they win this game. So we will get to the Sunday games, and on my little list here, I got Eagles at Ravens. I think we've talked about this a lot. I love Wentz. I love Wentz. I love Wentz. But they're asking way too much of him. You know that there's nothing around him right now. They are not going to run the ball in Baltimore. That's a tough place to play, especially late in the year. 
two teams that are very good on special teams. Maybe that there's a big play there to be had. But they're going to ask so much from Wentz in this game without any semblance of a running game. And I don't think his weapons can get it done. I don't think his protection can get it done. Um, Eagles defense played a little better. Their corners are a bit of a problem, but I could see, you know, Wallace having a decent day. Perryman maybe a big, big play. Um, I, I like the Ravens in this one. It should be a close game. I don't see a lot of points on either side of the ball. I would say both defenses probably have the advantage against the opposing offenses, but I just don't think there's any points to be had for the Eagles. Brownies travel to the Bills. I can't take the Browns. Um, Buffalo, it sounds like it's going to be brutal weather. Brutal weather. Uh, I would think, although it didn't happen close to this in the Steeler game, Buffalo would run the ball better than than Cleveland. McCoy, um, Taylor, you would think, is getting somewhat accustomed to the weather. Uh, Browns quarterbacks, RG3 looked really bad last week. Uh, I'm not super impressed with either team. Uh, I'll take the Bills at home, and we'll just kind of skip over that one. Packers go to Chicago. Chicago's not dead yet, you know, but this will be a tough weather game um, for their replacement quarterback. You know, the, he's not a strong-arm guy. He's a manager type. Um, and Rodgers is playing extremely well. I think Adams, Nelson, that whole group has a big game against the Bears secondary. Um, I would think Chicago eliminates a run pretty well. I would think Howard will have some success on the ground. Also going to be a cold game, bad weather. Bears are sort of built for that. But Chicago's playing much, much better than Chicago right now. But I, I respect Chicago. I, I've talked about that a couple times with you guys. It, I, I don't think that they're a terrible team. All right, I got a little thrown off there because I got the original schedule. I just have a Word document in front of me that I cut and pasted, you know, before week one. And I have Tampa at Dallas as the one o'clock game. So I'm just going to keep that in, you know, we're just going to, I know that they're not playing at one o'clock on Sunday, but we're going to talk about that one anyways. Tampa's good and they can win this game. And I'm really excited to watch this game. Winston may have a big day. I could see Evans having a big day. I could see Martin having a pretty decent day. Um, the Bucks don't blitz a lot. They don't throw a lot at you. So I think Prescott will handle the mental side of it well. You know, unlike the Giants, who they can do a lot and they can play a lot of man coverage, and Spagnuolo's been doing this a long time. The Bucks' defense, by design, is a heavy four-man rush, and it's been getting home pretty well. It's disruptive. And, and the back seven isn't making mistakes. They're pretty active. And they're going to make the Cowboys sustain long drives. And I think that the Cowboys will. You know, that uh, that Zeke has a pretty nice day here. That Prescott reels it back in a little bit against, like I said, a defense that's not super complex to decipher. Um, makes the proper reads. Doesn't play with outside himself or push too much. But I can see both offenses having pretty nice days. And I'm thinking like a 28-24 Dallas win at home. But it wouldn't blow me away if Tampa Bay won this game. I mean, Tampa Bay is doing some good things. So, uh, again, this should be one of the best games of the weekend for sure. Sorry we did it out of order, but you'll figure it out. Jags go to Houston. Not expecting a lot of points. I think these are two pretty darn good defenses. 
Who do you trust more, Bortles or Osweiler? I guess slightly Osweiler. I trust their running game more. They're at home. They have more to play for. I guess their weapons are a little better right now. Allen Robinson's falling into that girly category for me where, yeah, I feel for you. Things have not gone well. The guy giving you the ball isn't, you know, isn't good enough, but you're still a great player. Step up and be it. You know, he's a little bit in my doghouse. Uh, rightfully so. Both these teams are in my doghouse. Again, Jags could win this game in a low-scoring, Osweiler, turnover-filled mess. But Bortles could easily give it to him as well. I think Lamar Miller's the difference here. The Jags don't have that element. Another really good game is Tennessee going to Kansas City. And I'm going to take the Chiefs without Derek Johnson. That's big. Basically because I don't think... Mariota, this young team, is ready to go into Kansas City, sort of like Eagles-Ravens, go into a tough place to play, a historical playoff team that, you know, is plays their best this time of year, tough place to play, weather. I just don't think Mariota and company are ready to take that step yet as a developmental team. But next year, I think they will. You know, I mean, it's just the progression of a young team. But... And Greg Cosell said this really well, that you look at the Chiefs' D, and the numbers aren't great. You know, their run defense, or pass defense. But you watch the tape, and it's like, man, there's a lot of good players on this team. And they make more big plays than any defense in the league. They are opportunistic. They're great when they get their hands on the ball. They can rush the passer. But, you know, that run defense numbers are also aren't flukes. I mean, we've played a lot of games now. And I think Tennessee will run the ball on them. And to me, that gives them a puncher's chance. That if they can control 35, 36, 37 minutes of the clock, long drives, just keep pounding, just keep pounding, stay afloat on the other side of the ball, again, they have a puncher's chance. I mean, I think that's not unrealistic. I don't think this is a great matchup for the Chiefs, especially without Derek Johnson. I mean, that's a big loss. I know they have a lot of other star power. I like their D-line. I get all that. Um, I think Conklin and Lawan should do a pretty good job of keeping Mariota clean. And I hope you didn't think before that I was talking about Mariota like, boy, he can't win a big game. I mean, I very much think he can. I just think the team in general is not to that stage to go into Kansas City in the middle of December and win yet. So I am going to take the Chiefs. And the other side of the ball scares me too for the Titans is I think they'll bottle up the run, you know, wear pretty well and the run game pretty well. But their secondary is a real problem. Um, They play a lot of man coverage. I don't know where their answer is for Kelsey. I think we're going to see Macklin's role continue to gradually grow. Tyreek Hill's a real problem. Even guys like Conley are good players. So I think Kansas City throws the ball pretty well. And Titans keep it close, but I'm thinking like 2017 Chiefs, something in that neighborhood. Colts go to Minnesota, where I think they're going to lose. Uh, I urge you to check out an article I just wrote. It's a lot about the Vikings' defense, more specifically the Vikings' pass defense, more specifically uh, their edge pass rushers. Uh, Robinson, Brian Robinson's the, kind of the elder statesman. He's been pretty darn good for, what, 10 years now. Everson Griffin is a star that you don't know about. And Daniel, Daniel Hunter is maybe the next great defensive player in this league. I really think he's going to be that good. Check out the article. 
And that adds up to a lot of hits for Mr. Luck in the Vikings building. We know that that's kind of what happens. They don't own Moncrief. I would imagine that means Rhodes on Hilton. I don't know if he'll follow him to the slot or not, but I think the pass rush will rule the day. Um, I don't like the Colts' defense at all. I think the Vikings' offense is gradually getting better. Let's just leave it at that. That they're not as painful to watch. They're not like watching the Rams last night. That they're they're Bradford's a big not a big time quarterback, but he's a NFL starting quarterback. He's been great under pressure. He has some weapons and Adam Thielen. I got a Thielen. Um, Rudolph's having a good year. Diggs is pretty darn good. I don't think they'll run the ball, but I think Bradford can put up 20 to win this game, and the Vikes pass rush has a field day. Lions at Giants. Love the Giants, D. And that's I've, I've waffled on this one. I'll probably take them, but let's talk through it a little bit. And the thing that, uh, my concern here is really one thing, is Stafford's middle finger. You know, it's Curly and uh, City Slickers. What's that one thing? Well, one thing in this game is it's his finger. <laughs> if, if, it's bird finger. If Stafford is the guy we've seen all year, the MVP candidate, I think he can have enough success picking apart short Giants defense you know, a lot of short throws. Neither one of these teams is going to run the ball at all. Eli's just terrible right now. And the Giants' offensive line is terrible. And their running game's terrible. And I don't know why Shepard isn't involved more. It's o- Odell or bust. And Slay's going to be on Odell. And yeah, of course that favors Odell still. But it's, you know, it's a not an easy matchup for him. I mean, I don't see him running rampant in this game. If I knew Stafford's finger was okay, I would take the Lions, and I think they're the better team. I worry that so much stress is going to be put on him overall that, you know, the finger might be an issue. So, I don't know. Give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Okay. Let's keep this rolling along. We got, what, like six more games. Saints go to Arizona. Breeze over the last two games has a 0-6 to um, touchdown-interception ratio. I think the Cardinals' defense is big time. Not sure what Michael Thomas is going to be doing. Patrick Peterson, is he going to be on Sneed, Thomas, Cook? I would think Thomas, if Thomas is healthy. If not, it's probably Brandon Cook. Um, I don't think the Saints run the ball very well. And the Saints don't rush the passer with the exception of Cameron Jordan all that well. So... I think this is a heavy David Johnson game where he puts up about 200 total yards, goes crazy, Cardinals D, keeps Breeze in check. Um, hopefully Arizona doesn't flub it up too much on special teams. Uh, neither one of these teams are going anywhere, but there is some talent here. There's potential for fireworks, but I really like the Cardinals defense, and I think Breeze will take some hits. 
like the Saints offensive line, though, too. But I'm going to take Arizona at home, uh, basically on David Johnson's shoulders. Niners go to Atlanta. Uh, everyone's taking Atlanta. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Carlos Hyde might have a big day. He might have a real big day. Kaepernick might run for a lot of yardage. Okay. I mean, uh, that's fine. I don't know how the Niners slow down the Falcons' offense with or without Julio. And if Julio plays, it could be even uglier. And if he's at himself, uh, I don't think they'll get to Ryan. I don't think they'll stop the run. I don't think the Niners will be able to throw in Atlanta. I would think Beasley has a handful, a couple more sacks and keeps that rolling. Give me the Falcons. Patriots go to Denver. Uh, I'm concerned about the Broncos. And I would think what we will see from New England is... Lots of blunt, lots of heavy personnel. Keep Broncos in their base personnel. Quick drops when they do throw. Get it out quick because you know the Broncos are going to play man coverage and match up well, especially with Gronk out of there. Blunt over and over and over, sometimes with the fullback, sometimes with two tight ends, maybe an extra offensive lineman. And I think that that's enough on the road. Um uh, and Denver's offense is broken to me. You know, I mean, this is a Kubiak team that is historically great. His, you know, his coaching tenure, his tree, you know, they run the ball first. They run the ball. They run the ball. Uh, Patriots stop the run well, and the Broncos can't run it at all. And I would think you get Malcolm Butler on Manny Sanders, and that's a pretty good matchup. I mean, I think the Patriots are happy with that, even if it's a draw. And then you get the combination of Logan Ryan and Eric Rowe, the bigger, the longer corners on Demarius. And Demarius probably wins that, but, you know, they can ask Simeon to throw the ball 50 times to keep up with the Patriots' offense. If so, I think they lose. And if they don't run the ball at all or don't have any kind of first-down success, I think they lose. Um, throwing the ball in first down a ton for the Broncos and not real well. Raiders go to San Diego. We can see a lot of points in this one. You know, that Chargers offense is still pretty darn good. Rivers, I think, you know, that they will throw quite effectively on on the Raiders. I think Mack could have a big game, though. You know, that the protection, the Chargers offensive line is worrisome still. Uh, Raiders defense, though, besides Mack, is uh, falling out of favor in my eyes. But what's the situation with Carr's finger? Is he going to get a little better at that? Um, you're going to see Casey Hayward probably on Cooper, but the other, you know, the other matchups favor Crabtree and the other receivers. I would think that the the Raiders' offensive line should do a pretty decent job. Although it wouldn't shock me if Bosa has a nice game, or you know, they can do some good things there. Is Bosa playing? Well, I'm sure I should double check that. Um, but I think Murray will run the ball pretty well. I like the Raiders to win this game. They need it. Um, like I said, um, Steelers are going to Cincinnati. I have them scheduled here as the 8.30 game. Uh, that is not when they're playing. They're not playing Sunday night. Bengals do a pretty good job of bottling up A.B. They're playing better the last two weeks. Defense is a little better. Um, everyone's talking locally here. Is perfect going to end... You know, Le'Veon season or do something crazy or, you know, cheap shots on Ben. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm not saying it won't happen. Um, I still think Pittsburgh wins this one. It wouldn't shock me if they trip up. You know, that 
Uh, I think I told you the stat that since 2014, uh, that's almost three whole seasons, Roethlisberger's TD to interception ratio is an even 22 to 22, has not played well on the road. Uh, Geno Atkins is disruptive. The run defense is pretty good. But I really like the way the Steelers, the offensive line is playing. I, I know they've had success against Brown, but I don't see a matchup where Brown should lose. I mean, I don't think that there's a guy that's going to take him away. They don't think their pass rush is that great. And I can see Bell having another big game. Steelers, if they can take away the big play, they should be fine. Uh, Bengals' offensive line is worrisome. I like the way Dalton's playing. But they're a little short on weapons. Wouldn't shock me at all if Eifert had a very nice day. Maybe, you know, 110 yards and two touchdowns type of day. I mean, a big day. But I like Pittsburgh to win this game. I just think they're two steps up the ladder from Cincinnati. But it wouldn't shock me if they stumble here. If Pittsburgh loses this game, beats the Ravens, beats the Browns, wins the division. I mean, that wouldn't blow me away either. Monday night, I don't think this game is going to be very close. Although I thought the same thing with Washington last week. Panthers go to Washington, the Josh Norman revenge game. Norman, I would imagine, is on Benjamin, who's highly disappointing. Can Carolina run the ball really, really well and control this game? Yes, I think that's possible. That's their that's their avenue for winning, and I think that could happen. But I don't like the other side of the ball. I mean, I don't like... They have a lot of sacks, but I still don't think they have a great pass rush. I don't think their secondary is very good. I like the way Cousins is playing. I would be shocked if Keekley plays. I hope he doesn't. I hope they shut him down for the year. Guys like Keekley and AJ Green, just shut him down for the year. You know, you're not you're not going anywhere. Don't risk anything. Anyways, um, I like Washington at home. Bright lights. I think Cousins plays well. I think their receivers have big days. I don't see an answer for Crowder. I think Reed will cause problems, especially without, without Keekley. I would think that they run the ball pretty well. I think Washington wins this game by 28-20, 28-17, something like that. Uh, Cam will have to play really well. Stewart will have to be a big-time contributor in this game. I don't know that they have much other chance. So that's it. We kind of breezed over a bunch of these games. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network. And if you want to get more in-depth on your favorite team or the game coming up that you're most interested in. And drop me a line on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. It's been great chatting with you all week. Have a fantastic weekend. Over and out.